When you need internal audit, SOX, or IT audit support, contact Thomas Molinex at Revision Management Consulting. Based in Houston, Texas, his experts average 15 years experience in a variety of industries and business types. Contact Thomas today via Messenger here on LinkedIn or at Thomas at r-vmc.com. Again, that is Thomas at r-vmc.com. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. What's happening, guys? We have so many fun people on already. All of our hats are on today. I think it's because it's spring. Maybe it's because we're talking about... (laughs) Look, this is what's good about your son being on spring break. You can yell to the other room and say, hey, bring me an apple. Isn't it pretty, you guys? So you know what? Take a bite. Episode number 50 of the Friday Froster, Don't Mess With the Forbidden Fruit. And this is the best episode ever. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So Hal says no frogs with wire. Hal said that he looked out of his window and all he saw was a Florida man. And I said, Hal, it's always a Florida man. And Dan is here. Beautiful day in H-Town. Hey, Dan, I'm actually in H-Town. We should hook up one day and go to lunch. Now, Thomas is here from Houston as well. Hello from sunny Houston. And Thomas also says that, you know what? Well, Thomas said that I narrow, narrate. One of his all-time favorite advertising videos. And my man Clarence is here because we know Clarence loves Fridays. And Stephanie is here again. Stephanie is saying, aren't we all fun? We are fun. You know what? Here's the thing. I know when I'm around, I can put the fun in dysfunctional. So (laughs) it is all fun in games until somebody pokes an eye or until that one rotten apple spoils the rest of the bunch. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh. So, look, before we get started. Oh, go ahead, Joe. Go ahead. No, I was going to say there's so many fun apple sayings. Like, the one bad apple, apple spoils the bunch. You know, I mean, they're just endless. Apple, apple a day keeps the doctor away. Yeah. Hey, Ingor. Alaba, you made it, my man, all the way from Nigeria. What time is it there for you in Nigeria? Here's what I want to know, though. Before we dig deep into this story today, here's what I want to know. How many people are Apple users and how many are Android users? Drop Apple or Android into the chat for me. Just drop it, Apple or Android, whatever your choice is, because we all know that I'm a droid guy all the freaking way. Droids rule all day. No. I'm trying Do to find the okay. I don't think that um you must listen to my podcast, Great Women in Fraud, because that's one of my speed round questions is, are you Apple or PC? <laughs> oh. Oh. I don't even remember that question, Kelly. Well, it's a newer one. I'm just practicing. I'm just going to practice my posture while everybody's answering. Oh, Stephanie says we're the apple of her eye. Oh, he's trying to flatter us today. And Joe is putting up an apple. Joe, here's what I say to your apple. I'll take your apple and I'll raise you one rotten apple. How about that? <laughs> Whatever, Rob. It's two against one. Uh, <laughs> Kelly and I have you. 
How about and, that? We raised you a rotten apple. And I'm ordering a pink iPad this weekend. Boom. Do you have devices that come in pink, Rob? Because that's the... Oh, <laughs> uh -huh. look here. You know what, though? I think I'm winning in the chat. Stephanie oh. is a droid. Heather is a droid. Oh, come on. There's other apples. Amy's an apple. Hell, Android. Hell, and Android. <laughs> Thomas, okay. Android all day. Dan. An so apple. Who has Apple stock versus Google stock? <laughs> <laughs> Leslie, I'm disappointed. I'm extremely disappointed. Leslie's on Team Joe. Sorry, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> now, Alaba says Android. But Believe was bitten apple. by an apple. <laughs> now, now, <laughs> now, Malik is apple too. My friend Malik, I'm disappointed. Extremely, extremely <laughs> disappointed. All right. The apples are going, are getting more votes. Oh, but Stephanie. Stephanie only uses apple products in her apple crumb pie. I love that. Now, Linda is apple all day. Linda, I thought we were going to be friends, but not anymore. <laughs> I, know. I love it oh my gosh i'm gonna be right back because i have to show you guys a book that talks about apple okay ah. Just, right, we will talk about okay so for everyone who loves apple and you know for those of you who strayed the wrong way for those of you who love apple well here's what i'll say about that I knew this was coming. Thanks, <laughs> This is what I say about that. So, okay. Now, Kelly's back. So we're going to pivot over to Kelly and see what she wants to show okay. us before we get started today. You uh -oh. guys know I am the biggest nerd and I read or I listen all the time. This book, I think I heard on a podcast, Decoding Greatness, How the Best in the World Reverse Engineer Success by Ron Friedman. And there is a bunch of stuff about Steve Jobs and Bill Gates, and it's fascinating. Like, this book is, Joe, you got to have it for your book club. It is so, okay. so good. But um, so, yeah, there's a bunch of Apple, Microsoft stuff, and it's it's really, really good. Kelly, I made so, you a new hashtag. Fraud nerd. Nerd nuggets. Yep. You got to get this book, you guys. All right. I love it. Here, I'll put it in the chat. Look, okay. Decoding greatness. Got it. All right, guys. So here's what we've all come here for, right? We we came here for the uh, Apple and fraud jokes. That's it. Thank you all for coming out. It was a great show. No, I'm just kidding. That was a joke. That was a joke. So listen, listen, listen. No, but seriously, this is really this. Oh God, this is insane, you guys. A former. Apple employee is charged with money laundering, tax crimes, and, well, stealing millions of dollars from Apple. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to run through the four counts first so that you can hear the counts. The first count, his name is his last name is Prasad. Prasad is charged with engaging in a consp conspiracy to commit wire and mail fraud from 2013 to January of 2019. There's your mail fraud for the day, Hal. The second and third counts, this is what baffled me. Maybe Kelly can help us with this one. But the second and third counts, he's charged with separate conspiracies to launder fraud proceeds. I mean, so I, I guess just one count wouldn't do. He had to get two. 
That's because Apple is powerful. You know, you might be right. I am right. What does I might be right? I don't say stuff that I'm not right about, Robert. Come on. My sister does that to me all the time. I'll say something. She's like, oh, you were right. And I'm like, um, I don't speak without thinking before. Watch out. You see, this is how Apple users are, you guys. <laughs> Came out with your fists up with those like memes, so Kelly and I are gonna fight back. <laughs> All right, so look, guys, the fourth, the fourth count, Prasad was a conspiracy to evade a co-conspirator's tax liability. Like, wait, what? <laughs> Yeah, so he it's like he got in trouble for his own tax evasion and his co-conspirators' tax evasion. They got him. Oh, what? Yeah, I mean, the Apple attorneys probably drafted the complaint. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the fifth charge was evading his own income tax liabilities. Yeah. Of course. So. That's low-hanging fruit, low-hanging apples. <laughs> There's another one. I love it. Um, <laughs> Kelly Howell said, this guy you might be right about time. thinking you might be right. This guy could spend more time in jail than Elizabeth Holmes. Oh, wait, that's a funny joke because this guy absolutely will spend more time in jail than Elizabeth Holmes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, after his teeth gets knocked out in jail, he could just eat a bunch of applesauce. <laughs> Good one. Okay, it's not going to be a club fed where they pick apples in the orchard. Mm. <laughs> oh, now, does anybody else besides me remember McGruff the crime dog? I do. You can take a yeah. bite out of crime. Where he gets <laughs> the apple afterwards. Anybody? Am I the you only know, one? That's what you needed to do. You needed to find his picture, which I've heard is hard to find. And his LinkedIn doesn't have a picture either. because Kelly found that. You could have him taking a bite out of the apple, you know, where with the, the apple logo. <laughs> but but for those who don't remember McGruff, let me see if I can get a nice little picture of McGruff really, really quickly. But McGruff was a crime dog and he literally took a bite out of crime. That was his um his uh thing. And he was a cartoon character that came on like Saturday morning cartoons because Back in the day, for those who are old like, uh, well, me and I guess us, I don't know. For those who are old like us, back in the day, you had to wait until Saturday mornings for your cartoons to come on. They didn't just come on like every day of the week like they do now. And so McGruff was one of my favorite characters. And he would always talk about taking a bite out of crime. There's McGruff, you guys. McGruff the crime dog. All right, all right, all right, all right. So let's get serious for a minute here. As if we could really do that. Um, <laughs> you can do it. You can do it. I think I can. I think I can. Okay. So in all seriousness, so he had he has two cases pending against him. One is for fraud and mail fraud and wire fraud and all that other good stuff. And the one is against Apple. And here's what happened: the government filed the charges, and they said that from December of 2008 through December of 2018. He was a buyer for Apple's global services supply chain unit, and he was responsible for purchasing parts and services from vendors on Apple's behalf. 
Now, what they're saying is he used his position and ended up doing things like taking kickbacks, stealing parts, and causing Apple to pay for items and services that they did not receive, resulting in a loss of more than $10 million to Apple. $10 million. You guys, that, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of apples. It is, except you guys know I it is a lot of apples. Okay. Um, I, you guys know I love reading the comments and somebody, one of those smart comment per people, I don't know if they had the numbers right, but they basically said this is like 0.0001% of Apple's revenue, which I mean, you have to admit, but to us, I mean, $10 million is $10 million. Yeah. I mean, that means it doesn't count. Tax free. Like 20 million. Yeah. Yeah. Since it's only $10 million, it doesn't count. It's okay. We should just let him go. But no, you know what's interesting? <laughs> if you look, he has like, they've already seized, I think, $5 million. So mm -hmm. unlike a lot of pink collar crimes, even though I would consider this to be a pink collar crime, um, he didn't steal for, I mean, he stole for lifestyle, but he also invested. So I think they took like, they've seized like $5 million worth of property, which is like maybe a two bedroom, two bath condo in Silicon Valley. So um, he didn't spend it on, um, what is it? The Louis Vuitton teddy bear? Yes. I don't think. He didn't gamble it all away. There's like actually a lot left on this one. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. noticed that too. All right. So now for those of you who missed it, we had one episode where one young lady stole a bunch of money and she bought a bunch of purses and stuff like that. But one of the things she's she purchased was a $20,000 Louis Vuitton teddy bear. I just want to see what one looks like. So if anybody wants to send me a $20,000 Louis Vuitton teddy bear, you can send it to me. Um, I just want to see what it looks like. What, what if Kelly and I got Louis Vuitton knockoff bears for the fraud retreat and gave one to every attendee? I think- I We think can't do that. It benefits organized crime. Dang it. Yeah. It, it truly does. What like, if I, <laughs> what if, okay, I'll have to think about this. What if maybe I maybe we could do t shirts, t shirts with the image on them? Oh, okay. All right. We can work on this. Kelly and I are going to have a side conversation about fraud retreat swag. And hopefully, I know actually a lot of you in, well, at least a few of you in the chat are already coming. Dan's coming. Mm -hmm. I know Dan. Thomas, are you coming? I don't know. It's going to be fun, Rob. Rob's coming. I am 99.7% sure that I'm coming. He's coming. He's totally coming. Yeah. Roger right. Tree in August. Be there. That's my plug. Okay, keep going. So, okay. So you guys know how we like to do on this show. We like to talk about what control breakdowns there were that led to this thing. Here's where it really gets amazing. So let's talk about, and this came directly from the uh, federal indictment, the documents on the Department of Justice's website. Prasad's duties were as follows. And let's just see if this sounds interesting to anyone. Mr. Prasad received internal orders from Apple, requested quotes for the required parts or services from vendors, reviewed the quotes, negotiated the terms, selected the vendors and placed purchase orders using Apple's purchasing system. Apple then paid the vendors based on the invoice amounts Mr. Prasad entered into the system. 
I'm going with data analytics here, Trent, data analytics. I'm going with just where Rob was going. Why did he do so much? There's thousands of Apple employees. I bet, I wonder how many actual, yeah, I wonder how many actual, there's probably thousands of buyers that do stuff at Apple. Like it's crazy that they could all do so much. What another thing that I find very interesting is he's kind of a low level employee. Now, if this was a C-suite, even I'm going to say a VP who did this, I'm saying they just hide it. Mm, they, they bury that apple. Yeah, they probably, that's true. Good point. Yeah, very good point. All right, you guys. So I have something very special that I want to show you guys. Something very special that was just sent to me. <laughs> Twenty-one thousand dollars. That's actually wait. Is that twenty-one thousand? I can't see that. Yeah, yeah. twenty-one four twenty-seven. Do this say, use Bitcoin? <laughs> oh, that's actually a fraud retreat announcement. We now have a cryptocurrency speaker coming. Awesome. Yes. Um, and so we're all as internal auditors and fraud investigators are going to learn how to investigate crypto currency and I am super excited. That was my first meeting today. So that's going to, that may, hopefully that's a bonus. That's a perk. That is definitely a bonus. Now I've moved up a little bit instead of being 99.7% sure. I'm now 99.8% sure that I will be at the fraud retreat. If you want to know more about the fraud retreat, go to www.fraudretreat.com. Thank you. Thank you for the plug. Okay, but 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 seriously, Malishka, she she hit it head on. The keys to the kingdom. So let's go over this one more time and, and talk about this. Mr. Prasad, again, he received internal orders from Apple, requested quotes for the required parts or services from vendors, reviewed the quotes, negotiated the terms, selected the vendors, and placed the purchase orders using Apple's purchasing system by which Apple then paid the vendors based on the amounts that he entered into the system. Um, I put my tip of it for the day in the chat. What, you don't did. be stupid? No. <laughs> no, watch your buyers. Like, I mean, not just buyers, but like, I always say anybody that has uh, interaction with a third party is more likely to do anything unethical and they're more likely to want to please that outside person than they are your company so you have to make sure their values are in check and that so, they are you know working anyway go ahead Kelly. chris marquet's embezzlement report which he doesn't do anymore men five times more likely to commit vendor fraud than women and it's because men are more likely to be in procurement or supply chain or um, so he, yeah, he doesn't do the report and I've reached out to him. I don't think he likes me. Um, even though I always give him credit for his Marquet report. Um, but his last numbers were men five times more likely to commit vendor fraud than women. And I've, I've seen it. The other thing you will notice is no women were involved in this because according to Daryl Steffensmeyer, who's a, um, you know, professor back East, Men don't bring women in unless they can fill a position that they need and women don't profit from it. 
So they don't trust women. He actually kind of compares it to the mafia. Like the mafia only brings the girlfriend in when they need the girlfriend to be a lookout. So another fun fraud fact. Yeah. And again, it makes me think of Queen of the South, Kelly, which we just talked about. Robert, have you watched Queen of the South yet? Yes. Everybody <laughs> underestimates that a woman cannot run the cartel. <laughs> have you guys read the book? Because the book is so good. The I'm book literally, I read it. I read it in Mexico years and years ago. I was so enthralled with it. I left my purse in the airport in Mexico. Oh, Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, Whoops. not a smart thing. But luckily, I had my passport on me to get back into the country. I almost vomited when I realized that I had left it in the airport because I was so busy reading that book. Oh, wow. So look, let's dig a little deeper here. Piggybacking off of what Kelly just said, our gentleman, Prasad, here had at least one co-conspirator, maybe two, where they actually had companies that they were using to, well, steal money from Apple, allegedly. So they had companies that were purchasing products and or services that they were selling products and or services to Apple that Apple may or may not have received. So that was another charge that he had. But the government is saying that, well, he took kickbacks, uh, stealing parts, using false repair orders and causing Apple to pay for parts and services that they did not receive. Um, they're saying also that he evaded tax on taxes on the proceeds for his schemes, but he did have a co-conspirator allegedly, cause these, this thing hasn't gone to trial yet that, uh, worked with him and they had another company where they were funneling money through that company as well. And that co-conspirator was a gentleman, not a, not a young lady. So my question is how many suppliers of parts do you really think Apple deals with? that this guy has two, two different that he managed to like have the side deal with. It's almost like, you know, did they not have one general, I don't, I'm just asking a question because this is me just not knowing. I mean, do they get parts from whoever they want? I, I, it just seems like such a big company all about kind of consistency and you know, I, it just seems like he would not be able to do these small side deals. It just, I think of Apple on such a big scale that we would have like global parts suppliers, not some random one that this guy's getting kickbacks from. It's just very strange to me. Yeah. Yeah. Usually you have an approved vendor list, right? I mean. Well, yeah, there's a lot of questions from an auditor standpoint about this in my mind. Like, you know, what's the RFP process for Apple? What's, you know, just what are the who all can enter into a contract. I think all these questions came up in some of the articles that we read. Yeah. So I'll tell you the thoughts that I had. And, and again, this is just me thinking like a thief, but the thoughts that I had was maybe we didn't have a full listing of all his duties. Maybe he was responsible for vetting vendors as well, which really would have been more than a trifecta, right? That would have been just like Malishka said, the keys to the kingdom and or Maybe the person who is in charge of vetting the vendors was also on the take as well. And he was bribing that person to approve the vendors. Or, I mean, he corrupt, the vendors corrupt anyway. And all he had to do was have a side conversation. I mean, that's the scary state of the universe is if one person goes to another guy and said, hey, this is going to be easy to do. They could have been an approved vendor first. And well, then it's 
And I just put in the chat, he was, for, that said in the indictment, for most of that period, he was a buyer. So he, again, my rule of if they start stealing within six months of a new job, they've done it somewhere else. So I wonder, yeah. and you know, his, his LinkedIn profile is such that um, he yeah. worked, you know, where did he work before? He worked before at another. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Riverbed, whatever that is. Riverbed tech, he's in Flextronics yeah. and everything. So yeah. I'm going to go with he learned this somewhere else. Or the two guys that he was in cahoots with, um, maybe they were suppliers at the other places he worked and they just continued this thing on. So Riverbed, Proxim, and Flextronics. Well, Flextronics, I mean, they're all kind of a long time ago, but they might want to be looking at stuff. Well, and here's the question that when Rob and I were looking at this, look at his current, go back up. Yeah. Currently he's the director of procurement at some unknown undisclosed company who either probably really quickly made him remove their name because they're embarrassed or he just made this position up. What do you guys think? <laughs> uh, yeah. Dan brought up a great point. Rotation in buyers is huge. That's also something that internal audit, I've actually had that come up a couple times where we have recommended you have got to rotate so they cannot make these relationships with the vendors. I mean, that is an easy thing for, for us to recommend. A yeah, and, and Alaba says opportunities to steal in that process should not be too difficult to notice by the internal auditors. I mean, I would think that uh, as a part of the, the Sarbanes-Oxley process where you identify key risk and controls that this would have come up because it, it's pretty obvious from the start that there's no segregation of duties. If the government documents are correct in what precise duties were, that is entirely too many duties for one individual to have in a purchasing function. Entirely too many. Yeah, it's sad that this is the case that we see for small businesses that we're seeing replicated at Apple at a company like that, that makes enough money. Um, it, yeah, it's absolutely crazy to me that we're having the same issues as a small business would at this point. Yeah. And I guess it just proves the point that one bad apple does spoil the whole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just had to. Hal says, how, could he not have been a performance issue over the 10 years he was with Apple? Because they're usually liked. He liked well, his job. He was making lots of money. Yeah. He was probably there all the time. He probably hardly ever took vacations. Oh, wow. Kelly, the stock is split that much? That Go Apple. Wow. <laughs> Go Apple. <laughs> wow. Hmm. Yeah. He should have taken yeah. all his proceeds, his, you know, from his SUA, specified unlawful activities, and put it all in Apple stock. And Apple stock would have a little bump on the bottom line of 0.0001%. You know, I guess he wanted to plant his seeds elsewhere, though. <laughs> you, are, you guys are on one. So, so wait, okay, I like, I like Hal's question because it leads me to, I just watched... I can't remember the name of the show, but I watched, it's one of those shows that has the fraud from like every company that's happened. It's like, uh, it's not American Greed, but it's one like that where you can go in. Anyway, I just watched the one about Wells Fargo 
and sorry for all the Wells Fargo peep, but peeps, but it's interesting to see the few whistleblowers that kind of knew that what was happening in like in a company like Apple with so many buyers, it makes me wonder if anybody had the clue that this was happening, watching him. And, you know, this is where I think internal auditors have the, 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 um, I, the tools to start asking the questions because maybe somebody would have ratted on it. I'm, you guys know I'm a huge tattletale, right? But to me, it all goes back to how could we have found this? And in a big company like this, it's all about so many people in a position. I just feel like somebody sh would have seen something and everybody wants to tell the things they know. And this is why I just think surveys are so important. So anyway, I'll just get off that for a sec, but. No, that's a perfect place to be because surely, surely, surely. Someone... Well, I mean, I think an area like purchasing is perfect to use up. I mean, I, anyway. I mean, do you suspect anybody has it? All you have to ask, do you suspect anybody has a business relationship that's been compromised with a vendor? You would be amazed how many people would just die to tell you yes. And, and then you investigate. I mean, it's like, it's pieces of gold, but we're not asking the right questions at the right time. We're too afraid. We're doing a walkthrough with one buyer. We're sitting down, we're talking to one person about how they do their job and we're not getting the full picture. And I think that's the problem with auditors. Joe, so, you mean we're not asking better questions, getting better oh, answers, and performing not, better audits? We're not taking Rob's course, you guys. But <laughs> it doesn't does it say this in this case that like how the case came to be? Was it from their alert line? Hashtag tips yeah. find fraud. Like I don't think it says in those. That's what makes me mad about a lot of these big corporate cases. It's like they hide where it came from, right, yep. Kelly? Like, because any one of these we do, we don't really <laughs> even know what, you know, what happened, like what really found it. Yeah. But anyway, so it could have been, you're right. It could have been somebody that tattled. It could have been a hotline, could have been whatever, but. It could have been he did something that they didn't like and then they started looking at his stuff going, we got to get rid of this guy. And then they're like, holy jolly, this guy's been ripping us off. Well, and we we don't even know if he resigned to before he got it or if he quit before he got caught because this is all coming out now a couple years later, right? So who knows? He could have left of his own free will and gone somewhere else. Yep. So now Malishka says, what a plug. So Malishka. Guess what, though? While we're here, let's talk about something else, too. There's this really cool book club that you should go to. It's Joe's Book Club. And on Tuesday, April the 5th, someone we all know and love, Pozo, Irama Pozo, we're going to be talking about Pozo's book, Advisory Pearls of Wisdom and the, and the Duchess of Accounting. This is April the 5th. It is $20. You actually get CPE. Joe reads the book and tells you all about it. Go to cpebookclub.com if you want to know more, cpebookclub.com. Thank you. Uh, use code WISDOM for $5 off because I'm feeling generous. I gave it last week too. Um, Pozo's book is so great, you guys. There's lots of, can I call them apples of wisdom? That's dumb. Okay. I can't keep up with you and Kelly and the jokes, but <laughs> there is really good book. She's hilarious and you guys want to come. April 5th. I tell you what, this story is just the apple of my eye. Oh, man. I can't even think of that one. 
And Joe, as she said in the comments, it's not an iPhone, it's an iFraud. Oh, yes. Okay, yes. I, so I love reading the, the people's comments just on these articles, and that was one of the better ones, iFraud. That was a good one. Let me see if there was any other good one. Yes, so the official charge is iFraud. And uh, one of the comments says 10 million. Wow, that's almost three Apple monitor, monitor stands worth. <laughs> They're not that much. <laughs> well, and it's only a couple of Louis Vuitton teddy bears. <laughs> but you know what's interesting? So we just did the one on HP a couple weeks ago with the Louis Vuitton teddy bears and purses and everything. And then we have this one with Apple. And you know, so many people are like, um, gee, governments filled with a bunch of fools and high tech and Silicon Valley, they're brilliant. Like that, as Prof G says, the idolatry of these entrepreneurs, this goes to show that like, no matter how smart you are, and Apple I would say is smart, is you still can be ripped off. Mm -hmm. Yep. So it's not just the government that gets ripped off, guys. It's also others, like tech. I mean, we could probably find a fraud in the Fortune 50 in every single one of them. Yeah, and I think it just, it go, I, for me, it goes, can we go back to ethics for a second just so I can be boring? I mean, people are going to, this is like, I, I read something. I don't even remember where it was. It might have been in Cheryl Obermiller's book, because that's what I'm reading right now, Fraud Points, that, you know, it used to be frauds were committed based on need because the mom was in the hospital or kid had cancer or whatever. Now it's out of ease. It's not out of need, it's out of ease. And, and because we're letting people get away with that and, you know, it's just, it's out of, maybe not even ease, it's out of greed, but greed and ease, right? So it goes back to the fraud triangle and it, you give people an opportunity like this, they're going to take it. People do not have the ethics and the, the morality that they used to. They just don't in society today. Companies have to learn that. Hmm. I like that. It's not out of need anymore. It's out of ease. Mm -hmm. Ease and greed. I think you could wow. do that as a flip, Robert. <laughs> yeah. We could call it grease. Fraud and yeah. Greed and ease. Yeah. Greed and ease. Yep. That's what's happening. Now, Hal we says make most fraud every. Fun. Go ahead, Kelly. Oh, I said we make fraud fun. We yeah. do. Hal says most every company of any size has fraud going on right now. The question is the magnitude and how long it takes to be caught. Yeah. And that is so look, this is where, you know, this is what I always say. If you see something, say something. Seriously. Because it, here, here's the here's the trip, here's the ripple effect and the triple down the rip trickle down effect. Good grief. It's too many apples, man. I <laughs> Too much sugar. When you think about this, when we allow fraud to continue to happen in organizations, those organizations have to tighten their belts. They lose money. When they lose money, what do they do? They raise prices. They forego raises for employees. So there's an effect that's had on almost everyone when we allow this fraud to mount. Now, if you just say something, when you see something, you become a hero. 
Now, I know what they say. You should never snitch. And I know they try to cover things up when people tell. And to be frank with you, if you do tell about a fraud, it will be a hard road for you. You could get blackballed in your industry where no one will hire you again. But here's what I believe. Your morality should not be for sale. Everyone should have a moral compass that is pointing in a direction and you should not allow anyone else to move your moral compass. If you do, then something is wrong with you as a person. I'm really interested to hear the Wirecard whistleblower at the ACFE Global. One, Kelly, did you see that? So he's on the cover of the fraud magazine for March and April. And um, I think his mother is the one who convinced him, really, if I remember right, to become yes. the whistleblower. He didn't even want to. And that's the sad state of where we're at is that people are afraid to speak up. Right. So uh, but what you were saying, Rob, just kind of reminds me of like everybody says, you know, fraud starts small. You know, it builds up. Yes, $10 million might mean nothing to Apple. But what if? But if it is the culture and the mentality, every buyer knows they can do it. Every buyer can get their own vendors, get the vendors in their pocket. You know, nobody's watching parts so we can order extra and steal them and sell them on the side. It reminds me of that one government employee that stole what, like $10 million of toner and sold it on the side and like kept his spreadsheet. Remember that guy? Right. Like if this, I mean, this could have been or could be huge for Apple if they have the breakdown that it appears they have for this one person. What if a thousand buyers did this and had this side and it's going to be uncovered? It reminds me of the Wells Fargo because at first it was just a few rotten apples. That's literally what they said was that it was a few bad apples at Wells Fargo, the retail bankers that were opening fraudulent accounts. Well, it turned out to be way bigger than that and a culture and a mentality. And so, I mean, to me, it's a reason to do what Rob said. Like, it doesn't matter. You, you got to catch these when they're small. It doesn't matter how small it is at this point. Yeah. Well, and, and here's the other thing, too. You can talk about dollar amounts all you want. Forget the dollar amount. It's the freaking principle. <laughs> yeah. It is the freaking principle because when you have a group of people who have no morals, no ethics, no values, that's a horrible environment. Those environments go beyond just the fraud. Those are environments that are ripe with bullying, that are ripe with harassment, that have all kinds of other consequences that go above and beyond the monetary loss of a fraud. If you've ever worked in a horrible environment, you know that there are things beyond fraud that happen as well that make it a horrible environment. Yeah, agree. Very much agree. And Kelly and I are hoping this is not a bad culture at Apple. <laughs> I'm still going to use my phone proudly, Robert. <laughs> and well, my I mean, pink even, iPad. Yeah. <laughs> even if it is a bad culture at Apple, we can all fix it by switching to Android. <laughs> Oh, stop. <laughs> All right, I got to go, you guys, but this has been fun. All right. So, you guys, go. episode number 50, we're going to sign off. Thank you for joining us. And if you like this episode, tell all your friends, go to the Apple Store and give us a five star review. Yeah, iTunes. <laughs> so, thanks for joining us again. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs>